3: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Guilty
0: Feminists. This is Deborah. We are back out recording live shows, so we'd love you to come and join us at a live recording. On Monday, the 25th of October, and Thursday, the 4th of November, we're back at our regular London home of King's Place. We're doing an NHS emergency special on the 25th of October with Jen Brister, Francesca Martinez, and some people from the NHS, of course. And on the 4th of November, we're with Grace Petrie, and she's going to perform some songs from her album. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be a bit more like Later with Jules Holland, only it's going to be Later with me and Grace Petrie. (laughs) But it's not late, it's 7.30. For tickets, go to kingsplace.co.uk. Then we're recording an episode at the Soho Theatre, on Tuesday the 9th of November. Tickets for that show are at Soho I'm also doing a week of solo stand-up comedy shows called The Guilty Feminist Stands Up. That's right. I am doing My Own Stand Up Hour at the Soho Theatre. These shows won't be recorded partly because partly because what I want to say is quite intimate and I don't think I want it on the all on the internet. Uh, all I can tell you is the themes are coming out and going in. There will be some classic Guilty Feminist material from over the years that people have particularly enjoyed, but most of it will be brand new. So please, please book tickets for this. Uh, I need to be with you as I perform this show and tell you these things. Now, my stand-up solo show is from Tuesday the 30th of November to Saturday the 4th of December. Please buy tickets now. They expect them to sell out, so don't miss out. I also want you to know that we have been nominated in the National Comedy Awards, but we need your votes to secure victory. Go now to the com and vote for us to win Best Comedy Podcast. And there are lots of other Guilty Feminist faves in other categories, so go and give them a vote while you're there. Um, if we get shortlisted and we get to go to the awards ceremony, we'll take you along on Instagram Live. All of these links are in the show notes, or you can go to our website, guiltyfeminist.com. And now, on with the podcast. I'm a feminist, but the other day I read that a smile is an instant facelift. And since then, I've been beaming, even when I've been really pissed off. So if (laughs) I see you and I look happy to see you, that's not necessarily the case. I may just be trying to look youthful to see you.
4: Do you think then, you know, those annoying men that tell us to smile more? Do you think they really are just uh, really
0: interested in in us looking youthful? Uh, Who knows what they want and who gives a fuck? (laughs) I have no interest in what men who tell women to smile more. No interest in any (laughs) fucking thing they have to think or say. They can fucking smile more. Try and smile more after I've punched you in the face, mate. That's all I'm saying.
4: I love this side of you, Deborah.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling a bit like this. Footnote, footnote. The Guilty Feminist does not genuinely endorse any violence of any sort from anyone to anyone, including from women to men who say that they should smile more. That was a metaphorical punch in the face, not a literal one. Please don't write to me. (laughs) Look,
4: imaginary violence is fine. They can't control our minds. Okay? <laughs> they can't take that away. Away from me. <laughs> from me. Um I'm a feminist, but I've recently bought a face cream because it says it deals with face mask face. What's
0: uh, face mask face?
4: Well, I get spots under my face mask. Like if I oh. wear a face mask for a long time, I develop I cultivated like little mushrooms. And I get like a almost like a, a goatee. Full of spots, a Beppe de Marco, if you will, of spots. And I've just—I bought this uh, cream that cost me eleven pound. And uh, when I thought about it, I was like, "You should just wash your masks more, because masks are a bit like bras. Like I don't know how often you have to wash them. Like I do know secretly that it is every time you wear it, isn't it, Deborah?
0: If I washed a bra every time I wore it, mm-hmm. I well, I I wouldn't do anything but wash bras, and also. Just know, just know, life is far too short. Now, I think with masks, yes. there's more justification because the breastage area, especially not in summer, it's not very sweaty. I don't have a problem with a. I think bras should be washed twice a year, probably.
4: Yeah, I I do too. I too like well, you know when when you feel it's time, you know. And also like uh, you can't keep changing your masks, like you can with bras, and I think that needs to
0: change. Yeah, a brush a brush washed twice a year, whether 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 it needs it or not. <laughs> uh, uh, the face mask, the face yes. mask. I don't know. Some people are fresh every single time. I think that might be the better way forward, Alison.
5: Than an expensive
0: cream that's trying to undo the damage of the face mask (laughs) is just switch up those masks more.
4: But it it gives me the endorphin rush, you know, like buying something for a problem that I've created. (laughs) uh...
0: (laughs) I'm a feminist, but the other day I was watching my cat wash herself and I thought (laughs) if only beauty was so easy for me if I could yeah. just lick myself into a state of beauty. But she really is stunning, Toast. She is – I'm a bit jealous of my cat's looks, honestly. I've got three mm. and two of them are, yeah, fairly just a cat. They're cats. They're lovely, lovely personalities, but they are just cats. But yeah. Toast, she's a ragdoll. She's she's like a model.
4: She is a trophy cat. She
0: <laughs> is like a- she's. She's cat candy. I have cat ba-
4: sitted for you and she candy. was the one I was most worried about because she is the most beautiful <laughs> and
0: that's
1: really wrong.
4: Like I should care for all of their safety.
0: No, but I was no. like,
4: oh no toast.
0: She's stunning and I'm a little bit jealous of her, but I'm mostly jealous of how all she has to do is lick herself with a tongue and mm. all of the grooming is done. That's full grooms. She doesn't need all of the layers and potions and eyeliners and deodorants and bollocks that I have she just licks herself clean and she just does look hotter than me
4: she does but I think look if we had a tongue that was basically an exfoliant which cats do I mean it might as well just be a puma have you ever been licked by a cat not a
0: nice experience it's like rough tongue I love it I love it when they lick your finger
6: sometimes they
0: groom me yeah and it's like a little rough tongue it's so sweet um I uh, no, I'm, I'm a big fan. I can see why someone wouldn't be though, because it is a rough tongue. But I, can yes. I just w- rewind? When I said my cat's hotter than me, yes. you said yes, and I <gasps> feel like it's a friend's job to go. No, she isn't. No, you're hotter than toast, Definitely. or at least as hot. And you just went, yeah. Yeah, it must be a bummer for you. And I was like, no, I think a friend, Alison, a friend is meant to go, no, you're the hottest. I just don't think they're meant to go, "Mm, it is true. Your cat is sexier than you.
4: But Deborah, in fairness, right? And I say this for myself as well. We are not bred for our looks. We were never bred for our looks, you know?
0: (laughs) I think that's a good thing. (laughs) I think that's a positive thing overall that human beings haven't been bred for their looks in adverted commas it's true ragdolls have been bred for their looks their sociability their uh, attachment to people they're like very pretty cats that are really dogs
4: imagine if you're a potential parent and you're looking for a sperm donor and you're like I want someone that's hypoallergenic like (sighs) I you know what I mean because their cats uh. are bread for that. That's, 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 that's true. what I want. Yeah. That's
0: true. If you could create a child as pretty as Toast, mm-hmm. who was also as low maintenance as Toast, yes, and was just never gonna, she's just not, she's not needy. I mean, she is needy as, in as much as she waits till I go to sleep so that she can wake me up so she can knead on me. So she's literally <laughs> needy, but fairly no maintenance. Like I can go away; she's not ringing me up and going, "Mummy, when are you coming back?" Like super low maintenance.
4: I'm a feminist. But after letting my balcony go to absolute shite, I vowed never to become a mother. Like, I do feel like uh, everything I do now lately is just me telling myself that I can't be a mum, oh. if you know what I mean.
0: I hear what you're saying. So is your biological clock ticking? The are 32 you've just told me, which seems implausible, yes. you seem so young, but <clears> the, you're 32. And I know 35 is a steep drop-off for the old can-be. For yes. many women, a steep drop off for the old ovaries.
4: Ovaries, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If I can be so bold as to say ovaries on my own feminist podcast. Um, <laughs> so I did hesitate before saying the word ovaries. I'm a feminist, but I hesitated before saying the word ovaries on my own feminist podcast. Um,
6: <laughs>
0: so are you, you're you in that window now where you have to yeah, fish or well, cut bait.
4: One of my friends recently said that she's got a, a pension plan and that shook me. That shook me.
0: Shook you to the core. The idea of age creeping in. No, you should definitely get a pension plan.
4: I reassessed everything. I'm still wearing crop tops, Deborah. I don't feel like I I don't need a pension plan.
0: (laughs) You know, you can have both. You can fill out your pension plan in your crop top. Can I just say, (laughs) if you do get a pension plan, though, you have to go to Mm. Make My Money Matter. You know, the organisation that Richard Curtis has that is there specifically to get people to ask the question, where where is my pension invested? Because It is your money and so if it's sitting with arms dealers growing oh. or people who smoke cigarettes or like sell cigarettes rather um, yeah. or whatever, if it's with the bad guys yeah, uh, and it's killing the environment, uh, you need to put it with the good guys who do sustainable things and apparently that is better for the planet than even going vegan.
4: Oh, Deborah, I'm going to be in an old folks home and I am just going to cop off with the richest person in there. I am. That's what I'm going to do. That's my pension plan. Your pension plan? Find a sugar granddaddy.
0: (laughs) By the time I'm in there. Okay. Uh, So your plan is to get very old and then Mm -hmm. offer your sexual...
4: Sexual, but also Sudoku, you know, a bit pointless. I offer a lot to an old person.
0: (laughs) Well, you yourself will be old at this point. So you're going to be a promiscuous old lady who is looking for the, the sugariest sugar daddy.
4: Oh, look, we could have a great, we could listen to Post Malone together. As a... <laughs> Going down to the shindig Dads. Great, at bingo. Swear, I, I think I would be the funnest person in an old person's home. I'm sure my partner will be, my, my current partner will be dead by then. So I'll have no guilt. Like that's... that's
0: the... Can I just say, <laughs> I'm not sure that you're partner wants to be described as your current partner just to be clear
1: I'm and why is he
0: why is he why is he shuffled off this mortal coil in this scenario
4: we've both discussed our her family's health histories uh,
0: and <laughs> you think you know yeah. yeah tom and i discuss who'll go first um, have you and yeah i want to go first because yes. i will not be able to deal with the admin of his funeral and oh. just the sort of whole thing like pension plans all of that I'm not going to know when if the paperwork is. I'm not going to be able to handle it. So if I go first, he'll be—he would love to have the paperwork to keep his mind off his grief.
4: Yes. So the first thing he'll funeral.
0: Yeah, he'll do like 48 hours of deep mourning, and then he'll go into full practicality because that is who he is, and he will use the practicalities to get his mind off the grief. So it's better for it to be me going first.
4: He'll do an incredible spread. Like I feel like genuinely, your funeral will be the best funeral going. I do you know, know what that.
0: I want to do, Alison? Yeah. And this do you is have real. A funeral
4: before you die.
0: A hundy pee. Yes. Because I don't want to hear all the lovely speeches and stuff when I'm dead. I'll be. Mean, I won't hear them. I don't want that. I don't want people saying nice things about me after I go. I want to hear every word. So I'm going to say to my friends, if I am in a situation where it's clear I'm going to die, like obviously I could be hit by a car, but if I know I'm going to die, if I've got a limited window, I'm going to say, I don't want a funeral after I died. I'm going to, or, or, so I'll go throw a big party, Mm. or this is probably better. I put the announcement out on Twitter that I've died (gasps) in the third person say, well, sorry, Deborah died. The funeral will be on Saturday, right? I'm still alive. (laughs) <laughs> i'm doing all the social media in the third person so even everyone thinks i'm dead except probably tom would know
3: okay. then
0: they'll be like tom is coping with this very well <laughs> i come i mean he's he's used to it <laughs> i then come to my own funeral incognito yeah and i sit up the back like in death becomes her
4: so you got um, a big veil on you're all covered
0: exactly exactly
4: Oh, that would be very good, actually. I want to see
0: who comes. I want to see who comes to my funeral. I think about it. I do think about it. I swear,
4: if someone talks shit about me at my own funeral, I want to cut them out right now.
0: You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, there's only one way to know. Thank (laughs) you, funeral. I would like a Guilty Feminist Memorial show at the London Palladium. Right, yeah. And another one at Vicar Street. Nice, yeah. I think you should be in charge of those. Probably one at the Sydney Opera House. I don't know (laughs) that they're going to go for that, but just with different Guilty Feminist co-hosts. Yes. And I want big Guilty Feminist shows with everyone singing I Will Survive, which will be tactless in a very real way, <laughs> given my demise. <laughs> uh, I want to be happy and upbeat and celebratory and feminist. Mm. So I maybe, how about this? You're at the Vicar Street one. Yeah. Then Susie Wacoma, Felicity Ward is in London one. Or Felicity yeah. might be in, in Australia by then maybe Felicity Ward and Cal Wilson in Australia, so on and so on. Around the world, there's different people co-hosting different ones.
4: This is the most you thing I've ever heard. This is amazing. Maybe there's a
0: couple of people in New York, a couple of people in LA. And I really would like to be there for it. It's a bit sad I'm not there. It's a bit sad I'm not there.
4: I have to say, Deborah, if you did turn up to your own funeral, it's the ultimate reveal. It is, you know, and it's, uh, you could sing like the
0: bitches back. I could. I feel (laughs) people might feel a little betrayed.
4: But you might as well go all in. I mean you've you've done it now. I think I
0: no, I'm just gonna hide in the shadows till I actually die then. And no. Yeah. Yeah. A small coterie of people will be alerted and they can come visit me. But I think I'm gonna see my own funeral, then I'm out. This is this
4: is very Christ like, I have to say.
0: It's been said before. (laughs) Why are you not writing down what I'm saying? People should be writing down what I'm saying most of the time, I think. Because otherwise, how will the Gospels be printed after my death?
4: Mate, what if people play this at your funeral? And then there'll be like people going, She's coming back. She's definitely coming back.
0: That's true. Now they'll say, Now Mm. they'll say, whenever it's her funeral, it's not real. She's there. So if I die and there is a real funeral, people will be looking around for me. That's quite good, though. I like that. Yeah.
4: I feel this is how Christianity was started.
0: Do you think oh, do you think Jesus just wanted to see his own funeral? Look. Oh my god. I mean that is a scoop for Christianity. <laughs> Jesus was just like, which of you bitches are going to turn up and which of you are going to betray me and blah 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 blah. blah. Ex-
4: he found out, didn't he? Judas, did. doubt and Thomas. He got it all. Peter
0: denied him three times before the cock crowed.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That cock was very lazy, you know, (laughs) to deny someone three times. He got up very early.
0: Um, (laughs) Indeed. From a variety of bedrooms and kitchens via Zoom, The Spontaneity Shop presents The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis-White, guest co-host Alison Spittle, and our very special guest, Erica Lust, with Grace Petrie on music, talking about feminist pornography. woo Woo the Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. I'm Deborah Francis-White, with me is Alison Spittle and we're talking about feminist pornography.
4: Uh, so, I'm a feminist, but I found out our subject today and I did a bit of research, Deborah, <gasps> and you? And I realised that this is the first time I've ever allowed myself to type porn into Google. Because I was gonna do a guilty feminist porn <gasps> episode. Oh, I'm so repressed. I've realized, I'm, and I, I had a look, and like I'm really, really excited about our guest and everything. But it still, it didn't do anything for me as much as watching Jane Eyre look at Rochester from across the room. I, I realised that. that that is my sexual orientation. Is uh, being so repressed that even a look is the way to go?
0: A glance.
4: A glance. I really am a glance sexual. Like.
0: <laughs> I mean, hottity, hot, 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 hot.
4: Absolutely. Look, if there's a close-up on a hand going near another hand, but it retreats, my God, I'm done. I am done at
0: that stage. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like that tension and that... Look across the room. Have you seen that Saturday Night Live sketch? It's called something like lesbian drama,
4: yeah, and it's
0: very, very funny. And I think one of the characters is called Glance Choreography, oh.
7: and the best
0: supporting actress is the Wind, and things like that. Of course. Of course. And it's two uh, straight actresses who ha- who are brave enough not to wear makeup, but it's period period <laughs> lesbian film. That's right. It's like a it's a costume drama, and it's just looks across the room. I think that kind of tension building is sexier Mm -hmm. than just watching people full on go for it.
4: Yeah, like Deborah, I like watching the cake get made. You know, I watch cookery programs. I don't watch people eating.
0: Yeah, I hear what you're saying.
4: Do you know what I mean? But I don't judge. I'm really not judging. I really am judging myself. You know, I know it's hard because me and you are both like in a similar position.
0: We are both non-pornos.
4: Both escaped religion, but it's like residually very within, and it's yeah. hard to but let go.
0: Honestly, for me, it's not shame about. If I wanted to watch it, I mean, there's a little bit of embarrassment, of course. Yeah, actually, okay. that's not true. Let's that's not this. true. There is embarrassment. There is shame. Okay, let's let's be real. There's mm-hmm. embarrassment. There's shame. There's religious repression. All of those things, but also, I have tried to watch porn, and I just don't find two people going at it sexy because that's not what I see when I do it. Like the way that it's done in porn, which is like cosmetically enhanced bodies and people over-exaggerating their responses and certainly close-ups on body parts. I just don't get why anybody finds it sexy. I'm just like, it's just strange.
4: Well, it kind of feels very like not made for me. You know what I mean? Like I would be, like me as a person would be classified as like a niche or something, you know? It would be like, it would be, like, my body would be, like, it would be given a term and stuff, which is very strange. And I don't really see that in other places. I know, like, trying to make, like, this is great that we're chatting and everything like that. But that is something that has put me off. And with people as well, you know. And I think that has destroyed my relationship of intimacy and everything. It's like, where I go, well, someone can't fancy me because that you know I am not that or when someone does fancy me then I'm like well they are just very into this one thing and I don't want to be that one thing Mm. which is odd I,
0: I I hear what you're saying I think your boyfriend is a very um oh amazing man yeah and super into you both physically and connection wise and all of those things
4: yeah we're one of these annoying couples that like just like touch each other all the time
0: <laughs> yeah i can't help it you you're know? really really into each other
4: that, that's the. i think that's the whole thing with pornography is uh the categorizing of people yeah that i'm not into
0: i i'm gonna look up categories of porn so we yeah. can discuss them
4: but like in categories of porn of what like i'm a person that doesn't watch porn I feel even weird saying that as if I'm making some sort of statement that I'm not a porn watcher but I'm saying that because we are genuinely gonna talk to someone who knows the world and who's good you know and I don't want to pretend to them that like uh I know everything because I'm coming here from a place of wanting to learn but I have I've watched like all the Louis Fro on porn things. I've watched so much about porn you know what upsets me is that the age thing of like if you're 22, Then you're a MILF.
0: Oh, well, this is is the thing. I'm just looking now on Pornhub and I'm finding it kind of upsetting. Um, uh, These are the top categories and it says all. So the first one is teen and then it says in brackets 18 plus. Uh, But it's a picture of a blonde, I mean, I guess woman, 18 plus, but made to look like in a little girly pose. Then there's threesome. Mm-hmm. which is two blonde women and one caucasian brown-haired man then there's mature yeah and honestly this woman looks 28 but she's got big breasts and a fringe that's that's the way we know she's mature i
4: wonder what they define as mature is that a person who has a pension plan like <laughs> you know <laughs> This lady is investing her money wisely. She, it,
0: wisely, <laughs> wisely. And, she's, and she knows where it is as well as sustainable. Yeah. Then there's MILF. <laughs> and it's a woman who's clearly had a boob job. Again, no mm-hmm. judgment. No judgment on boob jobs, but it's, she's clearly had a boob job. If she is in fact a MILF, if she's a mother, I don't know how she had the baby because her stomach is concave. <laughs> um, how is she a MILF? I don't understand. Again, she looks 26. There's then female orgasm. Wow. Um, so finally, women get to come. Good for them. Oh my God, that's a niche. That's a, that's niche. a niche. It's a niche. The, the, woman, the woman has an orgasm as a niche. Then there's anal.
4: What's that? Anal. Oh. oh yes, I thought you said banal. And I was no. like, I would watch banal porn. <laughs> I, I think that's probably what I watched. Like it's very
0: banal, banal. banal anal porn. Banal all porn. there's <laughs> Then there's gay. There's a whole okay. other section which is gay only, but this is under all. Okay. And then there's hentai, which is um, then a picture of like a Japanese manga. So I think it's like Japanese animation porn. Mm-hmm. Then there's amateur, which is a blonde girl with a, with a sort of crop top pulled out. Yeah. And then there's old, young. I'm going to give you a guess. It's heterosexual. <laughs> who is old and who is young, my friend? Please, please answer the question Is the man old and is the woman young, or vice versa?
4: Oh, my gosh. It's like my friend went to the Cannes Film Festival and he played this game, uh, Daughter or Wife, where he was looking at people walking down the street. And it was just...
0: (laughs) I mean, seriously. Then there's lesbian. Lesbians get one lot, one category Mm. for the whole of lesbians. So they don't get all of these combinations. And then there's ebony. And that is a picture of a black woman. And that is Pornhub. Isn't that awful? And that's Pornhub. I assume Pornhub is the biggest, like most mainstream. And it's basically loads of white women in their 20s and then one black woman under the category of black. That's the top. And then there's other ones. I don't know what they mean. One says babe. One says babysitter. And it looks like the mum and dad have come home and the babysitter is... Having a good time on her own.
4: Well, that's not of their business, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As you would point out if you were watching the porn. Yeah. Then yeah, there's but- oh, this is interesting. There's behind the scenes. This is so the world of porn is not. I mean, we really do need our feminist porn guest today, given yeah. people like porn, and we want you know people to have ethical porn to use, but also the value set of this is just awful behind the scenes, and it. It seems like you you can see the man holding the boom mic. I don't know why you would like that. I guess a boom mic's kind of phallic. That's, um,
4: yeah, that's true. You want to you want to see the production values that have gone in. I'd love to see like pornography catering. I I like
0: feel that. like maybe you're going to see those guys get involved in some way, <laughs> because <laughs> who's filming them? They're not really. It's not really them. Because who's filming the <gasps> the filmers? Do you see what I mean? The, yes. Um, then there's BBW. What does that mean? But it's the pictures of a woman with very large breasts. A uh, big, beautiful woman, I think. I okay, think that's, um, there you go. Yeah. Then there's big ass, but the ass displayed is not as big as mine. So <laughs> I could, I could <laughs> so clearly... This is where
4: you're coming in. This is your category.
0: Then there's bisexual male, who I guess it's a threesome with two men and a woman.
5: Mm-hmm. Then there's blonde.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some other ones I won't read out. There's British. British? Br- yeah. Last time we talked about porn, there was I looked at what British was, and it was like a schoolgirl.
4: Is it like it was, sex actually Or something like that We could do like a Richard Curtis
0: porno Exactly kind
4: of Four orgies at a funeral
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's casting There's celebrity But I don't know who the no. celebrity is
4: I'm Cosplay sure,
0: like, Cosplay mm, And there's That's someone dressed cool. as um, What's Margot Robbie's character in Is it? Oh Harley Quinn yeah. Yes I think this person is dressed as Harley Quinn there's college, which is three girls in academic gowns showing their knickers. Good for them. Oh, there's... What's, what's Oh, no, I'm not going to read that out. Okay. <laughs> um, there's some that are really very graphic here. I mean, I'm on Pornhub. I shouldn't be surprised.
4: Yeah, there's another part of me that's like, Google knows I've looked this up now. And as if like, I don't know if there's going to be some sort of purge in 20 years where we get told what our search history. Oh, God. In public. I know, I I really do
0: catastrophize stuff way too much. I I feel like if if that's happening to everyone now, it's going to happen to everyone. And if they say, Alison, you once looked up porn as some research for a podcast, I think people aren't going to go, well, you're the worst person in the world. They're going to be worried about what's going to be read out about them. There's one thing that that I think you might like, Alison, and it says funny. I'm going to screenshot it and send it to you. Amazing. And then I want you to describe what you're seeing.
4: Oh, is it, like, is it like two people just having sex in front of a brick wall? Like it's the end of Seinfeld or
0: something?
4: Uh, and someone no. does a knock-knock
0: joke. No, no. It's... F- oh, oh, my God! Yes.
4: <laughs> Please describe for the Deborah, listeners
0: what I've just sent you.
4: We're both going to get done in The Purge now. We're
0: both going to get done in The Purge. Done in The Purge.
4: So these are three women... Having a great time, they look like they're in an ad for like a hen party website, kind of thing. That's
0: right, yes. Uh,
4: so we have one woman in the front, she's got a what, how would she describe her face like this? Um, a big grin, a big, a big, happy smiley face, and she's holding up a man's penis in front of her mouth and nose. And someone is drawn, and I have to say, Deborah, very badly, a mustache on that. So it's funny. Because, you know, she's got a little Groucho Marx moustache on a penis in front of her face. That is
0: correct. And there's Uh, one of the girls in the background has got her thumbs up to indicate that she enjoys this. Yes. And the other one is laughing, again, with a slightly hen-nighty feel to it.
4: Oh, genuinely, like, if you took these women and photoshopped out the penis and put a salad in front of them, you'd think that this was uh... (laughs) a... (laughs) <laughs> you would think. oh that is the
0: case <laughs> laughing at salad
5: and
4: we're talking here like he's uh he's in a state of arousal but someone had to draw that and it's at the side so I don't think it was him like someone had to draw
0: that uh mustache on that penis I think that's fair to say that that is very much the case That is very much the case. Somebody has gone to the trouble of drawing a sort of twirly moustache on an erect penis and putting it in the front of someone else's face. It is so, I mean, it's neither funny nor sexy. It just makes me feel so very sad. Uh, So that leads me on to bringing on our guest today because this porn leaves me, listen, I'm not saying some people like it, whatever, as long as the performers are paid well and everybody's consensual and you know grown-ups grown ups are doing the things grown-ups want to do no judgment however i do wonder what so much porn is doing to uh people's brains i worry about porn addiction i worry about yeah. how young people approach sex they're so now now that they've watched so many hours of porn and that they think they've got to They think sex is acting out these scenarios. I worry about so much of porn. And so I do feel like our guest today is going to have some very interesting things to say about how to uh, navigate this world, but also how she is creating a different sort of erotica and pornography. So I will bring her on. Our guest today is an award-winning filmmaker creating sex-positive indie adult cinema that portrays sexually intelligent narratives, relatable characters, and realistic hot sex. Her focus on female pleasure, cinematic values, diversity, and an ethical production process have helped us to change how pornography is consumed and presumably made. Please welcome Erica
2: Last. (laughs)
4: I am so excited to have you here. This is great talking to you. It really
2: is. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. Can I ask you,
0: Erica, because I'm not really a porn person. Okay. So how do you create sex positive, super feminist pornography? Like what's day one of that? Like you get out of bed and you go, you know what I'm going to do. Like where does that impetus come from? And how do you do it?
2: Well, it's uh, it, it's been kind of a long journey, you know. And actually, I made my first short film 2004, So it's many years ago, but it started already on a kind of thinking basis when I was a young adult and I was back at university. I was studying political science and gender studies and had lots of thoughts about, I guess, my own sexuality. And obviously, I was checking out porn, pornography. And I kind of realized back then that the images that I was presented with, that they didn't really somehow work work for me i mean obviously my body got uh, you know horny by watching these images i did i did feel excitement but at the same time i felt somehow troubled i didn't like the stories I was told. I didn't like the kind of roles that women were put in. I didn't like the way that it was always about them pleasing the men. And, but it, but it was never really their stories. And I just felt like I was also a huge film fan. I loved cinema. I always loved cinema. And it just felt to me that most of the porn that I was finding was kind of ugly. It was boring. It wasn't interesting cinematographically. So there was kind of many things that I wanted to change about it. And then I had many uh, conversations with friends, with men and with women. And I kind of found out that most of the men, Uh, they had a very easy time with pornography. They used it for self-pleasure. They watched it and they felt good by it. But most of my female friends, they had very similar reactions to mine, that something didn't really work out for them. And I guess that with kind of the background of power balances and gender studies and and all of that, I, I, I kind of put that together and, and and started to kind of think about why didn't porn really work for us? What was wrong with it? And then I, I realized that most of it was actually made by men uh, for men. And women have, had a very, very, very small kind of role in the whole making of it.
4: Yeah, so like pornography is essentially like safety belts you know they were made with men in mind and <laughs> the women were an afterthought in that regard and, yeah. and it's like yeah. with women it's like i know the safety belt works but it's actually uncomfortable. It doesn't. It's it's a, right. very much like that in that way.
2: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of different areas. I mean, this is not very different from science in general. If you're starting to look at at, at all the uh, medicine studies they have done, most of them they're done on the male body, yeah. and then suddenly you know women start saying, "Hey, this is not how I work. This is yeah. not my body. Hey, my boobs so, don't fit in this. What's going on?"
5: Exactly,
2: Ex- exactly, exactly. That's how it is. So, So we obviously need women in this world. Mm. We need women being involved in every possible field. That's the only way of changing things, you know, and that's what's one of the the, the things that I learned at university studying political science. And we were talking about the critical mass and the whole idea with that is kind of the only way of changing the rules and society uh, is getting women into parliaments and getting women into governments. And only when we start to become, become at least a critical mass of of around 30 percent, then we're starting to have a voice and a say and a way of changing industries or laws or values or rules or whatever it is. Yeah,
4: that's that's totally cool. We should look at pornography like politics in a way as well, because it does change the world. Like, I do think pornography has made a difference to the world in the past what, like 10 or 15 years almost with like how prevalent it is or how quick it is to get. And I, I, I don't know enough about it to say whether like it's a bad thing or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But it it would be silly of us to think that it
2: doesn't affect the world, you know? <laughs> obviously i mean pornography has become mass media that's mm-hmm. how it is i mean when i grow up i i was born in 77 and when i grow up it wasn't really that you know it was a genre that people were using for their self-pleasure kind of but yeah. today with with the evolution and what happened i mean from the first magazines and photographies uh cinema came around then video cassettes then DVDs and then the internet and then it started on the internet as as pay sites but then suddenly all these tube sites these kind of free tube sites pop yes. was popping up and today they have kind of occupied the whole space for pornography and porn has become sex education whether we like it or not yeah. it's so
0: we don't like fact. it we don't no. like it
2: and the
4: thing is like it's even gone into calculators you know you can make boobs with two brackets and a little dot to make a, a boob you know or like emojis like pornography is is everywhere Erica, how how did you get your first bit of pornography like what was your first access to pornography
2: my first experience was at a pyjama party I was around was it a
4: sleepover oh my god it's the
2: gateway to porn back then (laughs) at at least it was back then when I grew up you know and in my case it was one of my um, of my girlfriends she had found this video cassette that her father had taped you know from some uh, cable show or something and after the kind of regular film she put on the the porn film and we were you know this little group of of, of of young girls being quite shocked by the images that we were watching because we haven't seen anything you? like it before. I think it was might, might have been 12 or mm. if maybe 13, but but around that age. Yeah. I mean the story today is obviously a little different because today we have given technology to our kids even at a younger age. I mean, there are kids who are six and seven Mm -hmm. and eight who have access to iPads and smartphones and computers. Uh, And there's so many kind of parents out there who have absolutely no idea how to protect those screens from pornography, for example. Uh, And even if you know how to do it, you can never be safe anyhow because they're going to find it on another screen at their friend's house or the cousin's house or at any time. Uh, So the way I see it today, we cannot keep pretending that porn doesn't exist, that it doesn't affect that, that it's only for a few people to find their self-pleasure. We really need to take in that it has become mass media and and that we as parents needs to prepare our kids the same way as we do with other aspects of our lives. You know, you would never, you would never let your daughter or son out to a, a discotheque or a bar without talking to them about tobacco or alcohol or or even drugs and, and risks and what could happen if you leave a drink at the table and you go to the bathroom and then you come back. You obviously need to talk to them about that. But when it comes to the internet and when it comes to sex and pornography, I find most parents being very naive and not really taking the responsibility of having the conversations that they need to have.
4: Mm. Because essentially, like when you first saw was like you were almost in like a focus group of you and your peers, like you were having a you you were you were seeing this both together. And now children, um, they do have access to it. And it's kind of um, it is scary because I can't see parents. I. I I couldn't look I don't think my my mum barely had conversations with me about sex in the first place never mind Mm. pornography and I don't know like how do you approach that conversation like say if you do have a child how would you how would you go about it
2: well actually I have two children uh, 14 and 11 at this time and for me Sex education is key to everything. It's something that I've done, you know, from the beginning, since they were very, very young. We have been talking about sex in a very open way in our family. And when it comes to pornography, it's kind of part of that bigger conversation. Uh, What you need to communicate is that it exists that you know that they probably seen images, uh, that they might have felt uh, disturbed by those images or they might have felt interested by those images, that both of those reactions are okay, because you should never kind of shame and try to make it be kind of a no-go. You should be understanding and try to understand what they have seen and how they feel about it. And then I think you should be very open explaining how you Feel about it as an adult, you know? Oh, how do I feel about it? Let's see. But for me, one of those conversations, for example, is saying, hey, I I know that that there's lots of free kind of porn tube sites online. Uh, On most of these sites, uh, I see values that I don't agree with. Uh, As a woman, I see very misogynistic images. Sometimes I see very aggressive images. I see uh, texts and taglines. Uh, that I think uh, has nothing to do with, uh, with sexuality. Uh, such like teeny tiny teen is getting destroyed. Uh, uh, I don't think that that kind of 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 uh, of uh, content
0: language, yeah, it's not language
2: it's, should be used. It shouldn't be accepted. Imagine, I mean, in in pornography online on these tube sites, that's the kind of language that we see all the time. It everything mm. is about nailing, banging, smashing, uh, mm. punish, uh, punishing Rewinning, women, uh, yeah. exactly, and and that is a very tragic
0: So Erica, you're releasing a film in October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's called Wash Me and it's based on the real experience of English director Rebecca Stewart getting back in touch with her sexuality and intimacy with a partner after breast cancer treatment.
2: Could you tell us about this? Yes, this is a film that is already made. It's going to premiere during the month of October. And uh, it's called Wash Me. And the whole idea kind of came to Rebecca, who is one of my producers and have been working with me now for quite many years. Uh, And she found out that she had breast cancer. And obviously that was a, a, a very personal process. And in that process, she realized that it was, difficult kind of to have connection with your body and your own sexuality, that there's a moment where you feel like you're losing your own sexuality. And when she started to feel connected to herself again, uh, she thought that it could be a very interesting uh, idea to to make a short film where you can actually see how uh, a woman in her position gets back to connecting with her sexuality while she is healing. From the cancer treatment that she have had, uh, it's a beautiful film. Rebecca did a fantastic job, really, in portraying this moment of intimacy, and it's done with so much taste and so much understanding. And at the same time, it is a very sexy film to watch. And for me, this is kind of one of the perfect examples of how I think that. Porn can have this amazing value of changing how we see sexuality, how it can broader our minds, how it can open up new ways of experiencing sex for people i think that when we talk about porn if we ask whoever out on the street kind of how they define porn and what they see in porn most people would probably think about these kind of three tube sites that i'm saying are occupying all the porn space because they have taken over most of this industry in a way. And I think that there's so many people not knowing that most of these sites, they are owned by the same company. Uh, If we are looking at the adult industry as an industry, it's not that different from other big industries in this world. For example, big pharma or big fashion or or big uh, Bezos? Who's the Jeffrey Bezos of pornography? Well, there's a company called MindGeeks, and they are the owner of most of these sites that you Mind probably Geeks. know by name, MindGeek, and they are based in Montreal, in Canada. And we have basically what happened is that they kind of they bought up the industry somehow. You know, they they started putting out. Uh, f- I, I, I shouldn't even call them films because most of what they are showing are not even films you know it's kind of video clips well, uh, it, they even started piracy
4: put, as well isn't it they're stealing content it's a lot
2: of pi- yes 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 it's a lot of piracy uh, I mean I can obviously see you know find my films there and when I when I see them it's very difficult to kind of to ask them to take the films down it's a whole process you need to fill in paperwork and and as soon as as they are being taken down, many times they are being put up by someone else again. So it's a very hard way. And then they change the name of it. So this beautiful film by Rebecca, for example, called Wash Me, you know, suddenly it would be Kind of fetishized and 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 exoticized in a way that they would 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 not really describe what the film is about, but they would describe uh, features, body parts of the performers, probably. You know?
4: Yeah, because uh, and
2: they, they do a lot of like step
4: sibling porn and stuff like that, and that's yeah. not because people are. Is it because? Why gather? Is that it's not because people are particularly into step brothers and stepsisters um having sex it's that they're trying to categorize all of these it's trying to stand out isn't it and put as many uh, categories for an algorithm or something like that it's trying to game an algorithm
2: i think lots of things is because of the algorithms and the kind of computers who are working here it's not real humans Thinking, you know, about representing human sexuality in the best possible diverse way. You know, that's not what they are doing. They are obviously there to earn money and to concentrate power and to try to drive as much traffic as possible. So if they see that people are reacting to content called stepmom, stepbrother, stepdad, stepsister, etc., they will put out more of that content. If they see that people are clicking on on purple hair you will see more clips of people with purple hair because that's kind of you know how how this system works but again it's not very different from other industries i mean big food is not there either to present to us the best possible food with the best health uh, sure. and nutrients it's,
0: it's, it's- It's pornography corn syrup, basically. So so
2: you're
4: making pornography fruit and fiber. You're trying to... (laughs) You're trying
0: to... Um, X Confessions is a crowdsourced project... Where you and guest directors turn the public's anonymous fantasies into explicit and artistic short films. Tell me more, tell me more. That's right. <laughs> it's I like foreign that. improv. This is amazing. Can I, can it, yes, listen, and. <laughs> Alison and I, Alison and I, here we are, coasting the podcast. Could yes. we send, could, could our anonymous requests for fantasies being made large on screen? Could they be put to the top of the pile? That's all I'm asking now. (laughs) If we had a special fantasy and we sort of said, oh, Erica, we're we're your best friend now. Like, when you come to London, we'll have to go for cocktails. Could we... Could we? Okay, here's another question.
4: How much would John Ham be to, <laughs> to, to? I think <laughs> if we could get a big enough
0: check for John Ham, Grace Petrie's just joined. I suspect she'll have some t- Taylor Swift ideas. I, <laughs> I, okay, what I'm what I'm what I'm wondering is, I would like porn that's just for me. I don't really like the idea of everyone watching my porn. It feels like oh, loads of people have climaxed to this. Could I have something that's just for me? No one else watches it. How, what would that cost? I imagine it'd be quite expensive to have bespoke <laughs> porn that no one else looks at. But it's how that's- I feel it, it's what I want. How rich would I have to be? That's that's a whole different
2: category. That's customized porn. (laughs) Customized porn. For you, it would probably be quite expensive, yes. But there are people out there doing this kind of porn. Uh, Really? It's a category. It's existing. Yes, it is. And people have very specific ideas of what they want and how they want it. I I bet
4: Bezos gets it. And I bet it's just him fucking the world. Like I say, it's like someone, someone dressed up as Jeff Bezos and, and someone else dressed up as the Stop world. It, as
0: the globe.
8: As the and globe. Then, and
0: when he comes, he propels into space. Exactly. That's why, I mean, we all know the shape of that rocket. Like it's if very, rocket actually dreams. Actually, Alison, yes. in a very real way, we've got one extremely brilliant client now because that's a joke, but we could, we could pitch that to Bezos and I bet he'd buy it and he'd pay top dollar. The Guy's minted, I've heard.
2: yeah,
4: if you can get it on prime. It be you know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not
0: I'm not promising to deliver it in twenty four hours. Um, <laughs> I am asking, though, Erica, when you get these requests from the public, are you specifically reaching out to women? Is this always heterosexual? Is it queer? Is it what how do you how do you choose which of these anonymous fantasies you are going to put onto film? And then how do you let people know, oh, yes, you know, it's anonymous. So do you just then say we're releasing it based on some requests we've had? How's this going to work?
2: Well, people are, are, many people are, are sending, uh, you know, their emails, so they get an email back telling them that their story has been picked, and then, then they get a year of a free subscription to the site. Uh, oh. too, yes. And uh, when, looking when it comes to that to when our idea
0: is t- selected, Alison. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when it comes to picking their confessions, I mean, it all kind of depends on my mood in a way. What I'm looking for is something that is challenging, interesting exciting, something that makes me go, wow, I want to watch this. I would like to watch this as a film. Uh, it's definitely not uh, heteronormative. It's very diverse. Uh, all genders, all sexualities. Uh, it is diverse. We are trying to get in as many different people as possible, ethnicities, body types, age groups. We shot over 250 short films for this project at this time. So there is quite a lot of diversity. When it comes to picking the directors, I'm especially looking for women, for LGBTQI plus uh, people, and for BIPOC as much as possible, because we need... Uh, different visions. We need uh, different gazes. We need the stories to be told by the people who want to be represented and who wants to watch themselves in these films. I think that is extremely important because as, as we kind of started the conversation for me, one of the big problems when, when I started to investigate porn and what was out there was that I felt that it was made by a very similar group of kind of middle-aged uh, cis het yeah. uh, white men they even have the same mustaches <laughs> yeah e- even if they come from different countries that's the funny <laughs> yeah. thing you know? it's like they, <laughs> they look like replicates of each other so so what i really felt there was no my ma- we we need to bring in as much people with different backgrounds as possible to this project and
0: in 2021 you're relaunching the porn conversation, which is your nonprofit platform giving families and educators the tool to help open up the topic of porn to the younger generations, um, which is interesting, we we're referring to before. So you're sort of having a social responsibility there. And also you have something called lust zine. Which is a magazine where you and guest writers—I don't know how you have the time, honestly—cover uh, everything related <laughs> I, I to. Ha-
2: I have a company. I, I, I'm, yeah. You know, I mean, it's well, it's I'm... not obviously. It's not only me. We are, we are already forty people here in our offices oh, well, in okay. Barcelona well, working on on all these different projects together, uh, a team of many, many women. And uh, we are we are keeping busy because there's a lot of job to do out there. Because mm. as as we were talking about about sex education before and porn becoming sex education, I mean, porn was never meant to be sex education. Pornographers never said, "Hey, we will take the responsibility of explaining sex to the planet." You know, this the problem here is really sex education. The problem here is our governments and and our our education ministers not doing what they actually should be doing in our schools, you know. They should be teaching young people about sex. I always say that first thing I would do would be to bring in a little army of sex educators and getting them out there because young people boy are they watching porn. They are watching porn because nobody adults around them are not Telling them about mm. sex and not talking to them about sex and not educating them yeah. about sex. And when we're talking about sex, obviously I'm not only talking about reproduction and and mm. protecting yourself from SDIs and, and not getting pregnant, etc. Because many times that's what the school system kind of centers around. But I'm yeah. talking about the all other aspects of sex. I'm talking Pleasure ab- and consent about Pleasure
0: and orgasms and exactly. masturbation and yeah, exactly. shame free sex and kink and things. So you've basically created this arm of pornography and erotica with an eye for, or it's driven for and by women, and it's got a very different sensibility about it. And you also have a zine and you have educational tools and and, and you're creating a conversation around it. How popular is it? I mean, I don't know how mainstream this is, how
2: niche this is, how many people are finding it. Uh, Are people excited by it? Yes, people are very excited about it, and not only women. Lots of men also, because masculinity is also changing at at this time, obviously. And I'm seeing more and more men becoming aware every day of of the values that we've been talking about. That the, these tube sites are kind of spreading. Uh, and uh, and tube sites. When you say tube sites, do you mean things <laughs> st- like Pornhub? red tube isn't it and stuff like uh, that Somebody kind of referred i mean to and- i mean those guys i'm not i'm not mentioning them by name but the those are the ones we're talking about exactly because here the tube means we call the london underground
0: the tube so i kept thinking are these sort of what do you mean by oh, things on the tube and what? then i've suddenly do,
8: do you i've sort of that figured out you
0: mean like youtube but not youtube some kind of porn site that's like youtube basically where people bang their clips do you mean
4: Doggers without cars, like with an Oyster card. Doggers with an Oyster card kind of thing.
0: Isn't yeah, that? basic. Yeah. D- that, thank you, Alison. Yes, thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> no, Doggers money. with an Oyster card. I have
5: yes, the circle
0: line uh, The Circle Line at midnight on a Saturday night. Anything yeah. goes. Old There's Deborah. one particular carriage. It's the back carriage. If you If you look through that window, it's just... It's on for young and old.
4: Mind the gap, you know, the circle jerk line. It's all there. Oh,
0: Oh, I cannot believe you have just called it the circle jerk line. I can't believe that's happened here on The Guilty Feminist. It's it feels so wrong and yet so right. That's, um, that's pornography for you, Deborah. That's generally... <laughs> I mean, I feel you're going to be hired quite soon by Erica Luss. You're going to get a job offer from Erica right there. You
4: need anyone to punch up your pornography, Erica. Like, I could throw in a few jokes. We could get, like, you know, some sound effects going or whatever.
0: Like- yeah, punch up for comedians means write more gags, just Oh yes. to be clear. Because oh, earlier, yes. Erica was talking about she doesn't like violent language in porn. So don't yes. say punch up. Don't True. say punch up. Um. So, if if our listeners would like to access this erotic content, this is this is how comfortable I am. This erotic <laughs> content, as it were. Um, no, I am com- I'm perfectly comfortable. What you're saying and doing is amazing. I'm not. I'm joking. I just make fun of myself because I always yeah. come up with turns of phrase like erotic content. Me,
4: me, and Deborah were both like brought up with religious
0: and strange, and strange stuff. religions. So, like
4: you know, yeah. we are positive about it, but. You know, that's we've we our old shit going. I
0: on. like to watch pornography with my eyes but, tightly but, shut. Yes, me too. <laughs> and I'd like it to be in another room from me, ideally. If I'm in, if if it's in the bedroom and I'm downstairs with my eyes shut, it's fine so exciting
2: <laughs> sorry Erica. What sorry saying? Erica. no no I, I was just saying that it's also true obviously that not everybody wants to watch pornography not everybody wants to watch penises and vaginas and penetrations and etc and that's also something that I think is important so we created another project called Else Cinema that is kind of the, uh, the soft version of these films so if you don't want to see all of it you can still get the stories you can still that get the passion the sensuality yeah. the feeling and we are even so bridgerton basically uh, exactly Brid- bridgerton is
0: hard yeah, that's it that's it you don't see penises and vaginas in bridgerton though but you can i viruses. say i find that heteropornography I, well, I had to watch it once. Very, very early on, uh, we did an episode of The Guilty Feminist. Or I think episode five was about pornography. And so I had to watch a lot of pornography as a challenge for the episode so I could sort of have, you know, discuss it because I'd never seen any really at all. A little bit of something light, but like nothing, you know. I really hadn't. I was so shocked. It's all penises going into vaginas, and I don't see that when I'm having sex. I've never seen my own vagina during sex for obvious reasons, and so that's not what I'm imagining or thinking about when I'm thinking about sex. So it really shocked me. I was like, who wants to see that? It's so. It felt so, I don't know, somehow um, surgical or it felt like biology class somehow. And I was like, why is this erotic? I couldn't understand it at all.
4: Yeah, it's a bit like that dating show on Channel 4, you know, the naked attraction. Thing. Oh,
5: my God, like, no. I don't
4: find that titillating, you know, because not it's just all. like, um, in, in in Britain, Erica, we have this TV show And it's a dating show Where you're given a view of someone's feet And then their legs And then the junk And you have to pick who you like <laughs> I know,
0: Erica, you're making that face But <laughs> that's not how you are attracted to somebody You're not sitting at a bar going Oh, nice knees I hope the penis is just as great This is not yeah. how people operate Speak for yourself, <laughs> uh, Um so, I'm excited to see your stuff. Where do we find it, Erica?
2: Well, you find it on ericalust.com, Erica with a K. And from there, you can kind of find the different platforms that we have online. So, if you're looking for El Cinema, you can go directly to the softer content. If you're looking for ex-confessions and you want to write a confession, you can go over there. I have another project called Last Cinema that is more of a, 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 a kind of a feature films and series where I'm working more with American directors. So there are a lot of different projects that, but you can all find them on ericalast.com. Can I ask, is your real
0: surname last? In which case I'm going to call nominative determinism.
2: No, it's not. It was a pig surname because first I decided to call the production company Last Films. And then I said, Hey, but my surname is so complicated that nobody will never be able to spell it right and remember it. So then I said, maybe I could become Erica Last. That's nothing. Arrogate's my
0: name, but last was my So piece. you're named after your company. That so I could I could actually probably I should change my name to Deborah Guilty Feminist. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> fantastic. I mean, fantastic. It's just easier for everyone to remember, honestly.
4: <laughs> if I had a pornography name, I think I'd keep my name Alison Spittle. It would just it would be very kind of like um niche. You know?
2: Spittel. It sounds nice or Alison Spitt. There we go.
0: <laughs> I mean, would you consider the hyphenated spit and swallow?
4: That would be perfect, Deborah. Deborah, we must come up with your your pornography name now. What are we going to go for?
0: I don't know. It, do people pick pornography names? They must do, must do, they.
4: Yeah, that's it.
0: I feel like I could be Deborah Bodice Ripper.
4: Lovely, I
5: and that genuinely,
4: yeah. Look, that's work. the most Deborah Francis White
2: pornography name I've ever heard. That's no, the most good, good brand. thing is now I know when the confession comes, I know who's <laughs> going to sign it. <laughs> oh, look! If you
4: get a confession of John Ham and <laughs> bodice ripping,
0: ripping my bodice,
4: <laughs> it's Deborah Francis White. Um, now is you there, now
0: listen, people yeah. are gonna hear that and they're all gonna send that in so that they so that Erica thinks I've done it. She's gonna get twenty of those now. But Deborah,
4: wouldn't you be delighted if she makes it? Then you know you didn't even have to ask for it. That is the most oh, Deborah s- Francis White pornography ever. That That's you didn't true. even ask for it. You hinted and then other but she, but she She doesn't,
5: wanna, she doesn't wanna
2: see other people watching.
5: Yes. The thing is, I
0: suspect the real John Hamm might be uh, otherwise occupied. Is there a can you get like John Hamm look-alike type? Sort what, of a a sort of type, a John Hamm type.
2: Like a cameo. We get him on cameo I, and see how I,
5: much I actually
2: be. did a film called Mad Men Porn many years oh. ago. So No, look at you, different Is uh, that on your back catalogue still? Is it still up there on the
0: site
5: but, by any chance? Yes it is. So
2: now I'm okay, gonna have go to right. send well, the we're link. We're gonna finish to you up this on.
0: episode, I think. Um we've uh, that's all we've got time for because uh. I need to go now. Uh, um I'll be busy for the rest of the evening. Um, it's getting hot in here. What's it called? Madmen Four. Mad men Porn. Oh, it's called Mad Mad men, men Porn. porn. Okay. Yes, because so what you see it does what it says one on the tin. I wanted
2: to see exactly
5: that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Make it simple. It's uh, it's just go straight for the yeah. Good. Go okay. straight for
5: Lovely. the. No, no
0: need to
4: i feel the vibe is strange um erica i'd love to (laughs) ask you deborah is now fanning herself um and i i think the listeners at home and stuff i generally or as a as a feminist um how how does one ethically consume porn like what is the best way to consume porn um to support people and what what tips would you give to our listeners
2: best way of consuming porn is pay for it Mm mm-hmm The the, the (laughs) absolutely best tip there is. because How do we know that that the money is going to the artists in it, though, and people haven't been exploited? What what you do is that when you are surfing porn online, then you go to the different pages. You see if there's an about page. Can you learn anything about that company, about that director? Can you watch a making of? So you have an idea. How are they actually making their films? Do they have a value statement where they are talking? talking about what values they have and and how they are working with performers. I feel like the moment might have passed by the time I do all this
0: though, Erica, to be honest. <laughs> 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 but I was sort of thinking, oh, a little bit of, little bit of afternoon tonight, feeling a little bit a little bit frisky. Um, <sighs> sorry, hold on. Yeah, Ethics, what we, need values is like a, we need a fair previous. trade
4: sticker, don't we? Of like some sort of like pornography approved kind of, you know. I suppose
0: what I should do is prep, is find out, who is good. And then at the moment when I was feeling frisky, I would have my list, but yours is safe. We know that you pay your people. Well, you work with artists who enjoy making pornography and want to, is this correct?
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that really shows off in the end in the film. So I think you can really see when they have been made with passion, when you see that the performers have been casted and asked and interviewed and that they have a connection and that they like what they are doing, that they are giving enthusiastic consent, that they are communicating during sex, that they are actually talking to each other. I think that all of these things are signs that it's uh it's done correctly that you can feel safe and and also for me another thing that is very important when i'm i'm surfing for porn is that i don't want to be disturbed by ugly pop-ups trying to sell me advertisement of grow your dick pills or date a sexy latina in your neighborhood or you know all these these very disturbing ads that that they have on all these tube sites Mm.
4: And uh, like, let's say if there's listeners at home and they're interested in making their own porn or or, uh, becoming a porn performer, like what would you, what advice would you give to them? like how to traverse this safely i'm making it sound like look to be honest with you stand-up comedy probably is just as dangerous as pornography with people with the the bad people that are in it so like how would you how would you go about kind of um
0: yeah if you wanted to make mad men porn at home just for example (laughs) what would be day one like what what kind of what kind of to-do list would we need what would we think about ethically
2: (laughs) Well, uh, I, I, again, I think the most important thing is inform yourself, talk to your partners. If this is something that you want to shoot yourself at your home, you obviously need to have a good conversation with your partner or partner's to make sure, make, that sure you are <laughs> make sure they're out they, they yeah. all on the same. Make sure they are around, but they're all on the same. Make sure they are what they
0: say they are, and they really are away for the weekend <laughs> on that stag night. Yeah, and then so, keep, so.
2: keep the file yourself. Don't give it away to anyone.
4: Right right and, and like what about lighting for porn like let's say you're an amateur like <laughs> well we're, we're talking set design we're ta- what, what would you what would you recommend what type of lighting would you recommend for good pornography
2: I, I I would recommend daylight because I think that it's the easiest one and sunlight will always look good and you will not have to think so much about lighting because if it's during the night it will always be more difficult to make it look good if you don't have that much of experience but so, you can uh, also you can also you know light candles and make a beautiful kind of uh uh room but then be careful mm. that you don't start a fire
4: Absolutely. And if you got the curtains open, uh make sure that no one's on the other side of that window. <laughs> mm.
0: I mean, this sounds like I'm going to start making Mad Men porn, but in the end it's going to be it's it's going to be a pornographic pastiche of Towering Inferno. I mean, it's just you just know. Um uh, back passage draft, etc. Um I'm- this is uh, yeah. So we love a pun. I'm sorry. I mean, Grace Petrie always comes up with great uh, wordplay. Well, Grace, I was, you I've anything? been
6: thinking about your porn name since it came up, Deb, and uh, and you you said earlier on you said I'm feeling frisky, uh, yeah. and uh, and then you, we were talking about ethical ways to do it, and I was thinking, what about um, Deborah Wank Frisk Wright? Oh, you know, there's layers and layers. <laughs> I am not having it. a name.
0: Wank is not going in Wank any going name in there. That as I says, no, I'm very classy. You know that I'm very elegant. You've toured with me. I'm glamorous. Okay. I'm elegant. I'm chic.
6: I can confirm I toured with you, and and I didn't see any wanking.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, did you see
2: elegance th- and chic though? Did <laughs> sure. you see glamour? Yes, well, you God, did. I, Eric, <laughs> you said. You should ask on social media for people to to <laughs> vote on your name. Are we really name? vetoing yeah. Deborah Frank, Frank
6: uh Deborah Wank uh, Frisk right? I thought well, I think yes. we shouldn't be too too quick to turn yes. away. Do you think so? I think I think yeah. Wank Frisk isn't, wank, it, wank, not going anywhere near this? Wank <laughs>
4: Frisk sounds like a sounds like a kitchen appliance or something. Do you something. think so? Wank I think absolutely. it sounds like every
6: airport experience I've ever had to be honest. <laughs> Um, oh, my God. What, Deborah, Deborah Fratage White. How about that then? Fritage.
0: Oh, my God.
6: You are allowed anywhere near my porn name. If I Why do I, you think of wank, wank as a dirty word, but, you know. It's hey. just a sort of...
0: It's just a sort of have uh, a It's just sort of. It's just sort of. It's it's,
6: so? it's it's lowbrow. It's downtown. Well, it's, you know, it's. I'm I'm much more lowbrow than you. You know. <laughs> fact, I mean. You know, you're I an uptown girl. You've been looking for a downtown man. That's what I am. listen if you sing
0: me billy joel then there's nothing you can't have
4: i I genuinely i genuinely would love to see pornography to the soundtrack of uptown girl i just would find that
0: that would be like i feel like uptown girl might be a good porn name for me there we go go. it's very it's quite chic it's quite clever. it's suggestive but it's not like actual you know it doesn't have the word clit in it do you know what Mm, i mean like we don't need to be that Graphic, in my opinion. So, I think my pornography <laughs> company name is going to be
6: uh, Ungraphic Pictures.
5: <laughs> You're going to have a <laughs> very need for hard graphics. time. No need for and the, the
6: share price is just plummeting here in Ungraphic Pictures. <laughs> uh, nautica Erotica.
0: I, <laughs> I'm, it's just going to be lots of shadowy cantos. I like the candlelight. It's going to be sort of suggestive, like a shoulder in candlelight. Maybe it might move forward and backwards, something like that. Just a sort of a kiss on the neck, that kind of thing. It's just suggestions, elegance, titillation. That's all fine. There's no need to see thrusting of any sort. Um, Grace, do you have a pornography
6: name that you would like to share for myself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I. I, yeah, I didn't. I was just worrying about yours. I was worrying too much about yours, and that went down. You like give, give, below. give,
0: Grace. That's the well, problem with it, you. That's very much. You never what think I've about yourself. Told.
6: Yeah. This <laughs> um, Grace. Disgraceful petting Disgraceful
0: oh, petting I mean
6: yeah. <laughs> That sounds non-consensual Do you know what I mean? No, I'm, no, I'm not. no <laughs> No, Disgraceful Just is just like oh, Disgraceful Such a disgrace
0: petting. Yeah, look you yeah, broke, Grace Campbell calls herself Disgrace Campbell You've That's broken the rules Of
4: the swimming baths You know, it's yeah. that type
0: of thing Yeah You've
6: I'm, broken the rules Of I
5: mean, the swimming I mean, baths I mean, That's yeah. so we're, Irish We're
6: pretty uh, We're pretty close to Halloween And I always change my name On Twitter at Halloween To um, Gross Creep Tree, And I feel like maybe Maybe it's applicable for both situations, you know. Gross cream. I cream. am never
0: watching porn with a somewhat look to Erica. Tell her, no one's going to watch porn with gross. What is it? Gross cream, <laughs> gross cream tree.
6: tree. <laughs> Speak no one for yourself. There's that. a niche out there for everyone. Don't pink shame. You actually exactly. think that's porn a very small niche. I don't think
0: Erica's investing what an enormous Eric amount goes. of her money in that. That's really? what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you're going to get a 50 pence budget for Gross creep Tree. Yeah. I'm not saying no one will watch it. I'm saying... The, Listen, the one, I haven't
6: I, gigged in a year and a half. Times are hard. I'll take 50p for Grace Creeptree. <laughs> Available for hire. Okay, well, you've heard of that
0: here. <laughs> Grace has actually been making amazing music videos and is about to release her album. So I think she's sort of being overly modest here. Um, but I am interested to see if the guilty feminists got our minds together, what we could come up with in the um, if we if we collaborated with Erica Lust. Yeah, um, Erica,
4: we could do like a blooper reel of pornography, you know, <laughs> just sneezing at the wrong time. Or, I'm sure that's happened before. Like what what do you do with the bloopers? Do you, you should you should make another video with the bloopers in it. Yeah, we have, we
2: have, we have lots of videos with bloopers. Also, do you? What? Do you have a yeah. but, it, but I imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. people laugh a lot, right? I always think that people Must yes. laugh. People while are laughing a yeah, lot sure. because things are happening, you know. Yeah. And 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 sometimes you know people break a bed door. There are sure. there are things would, happening, that,
4: obviously. That that's quite the to break a bed while having sex is like not only a blooper but of a bit of a brag as well, isn't it? <laughs> <you know? laughs>
0: Have broken your bed twice this year, Alison? Three times. I'm there you li- go. I'm Lionel Richie, baby, of the bed-breaking <laughs> world. <laughs> Dancing under <on> the ceilings. <laughs> Once, twice, three times a bed-breaker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, Erica, I am actually intrigued, and I'm not normally intrigued by pornography. I don't normally... I'm You've no, I'm fully no li- turned her around, Erica. I've never seen... I am actually going to, to go and look... And as I say, I'm just not someone who wants to watch other people have sex. But um, I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I'm saying that. That's very rude of me. I'm I'm sure there are certain situations where I would... I would, I would, I would. That's, what are you trying to say?
2: But, but as we said before, maybe it's not for everyone either. No, I mean, because I think that what I've seen people. has been
0: awful. And I think sometimes you open a door and you go, oh, actually, what's that's really nice. I didn't know I liked that. So I'm getting more open to new things as I get older and not just going, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to like it. Because I think actually your sexuality is quite much more expandable than you think it is. So I am actually going to watch and see if I can find some uh, films on your site, as it were, that I might find exciting in some ways. Why can't I talk like a normal person about this? No,
4: I know it's so hard, Deborah, And it's like, there's no pressure. That's what I like about this conversation as well. It's like that, you know, no one's judging anyone for whether they do or do not watch porn. It's like, it is each to their own. And like, if you as a listener... Uh, have not had a great relationship with porn. I haven't myself. You know, and if you try this and if it doesn't work for you, there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly fine. And if you love porn, it's the same thing. And I think it's... uh, Yeah, it's kind of... I'm really happy I had this conversation with you because I've never talked to anybody about porn before, unless I'm joking all the time. You know that kind of way? I've never talked about porn where it hasn't involved, like, a pizza joke somewhere. You know, where, like, there's a pizza guy who comes and is like how will I ever pay you and it's like you know blowjobs become bitcoin in uh it's a cryptocurrency in
2: pornography isn't it uh
4: blowjobs
2: anyway in a man's world in a man's world that's kind of how it works yeah and that's also <laughs> why it's so important to change the perspectives so what yeah. would happen if you change that perspective and it's your story and you are telling it yeah, I also think I feel safe watching happens. your
0: pornography because I feel like sometimes, you know, in the past when I, you know, when I did approach this last time, I thought, well, I don't know, how do I know, you know, how do I know this is ethical or consensual? Yeah. And apparently a lot of women feel that. The only porn I liked when I did that uh, thing years ago for the Guilty Feminist, because eventually I just put in men in well-cut suits because that is my porn. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I'd sort of opened up the bisexual door very far at that point. And so I put in men in well-cut suits and it was gay porn that came up. And that actually was the only porn that I thought, oh, this is quite exciting. And it's because I think also I wasn't object, there was no objectification of a woman in a way that you were talking about for me to worry about. And the men seemed to really like it. So I don't know, one can never tell, but that's how it felt. So uh,
2: I am excited to watch uh your stuff. We need to watch Wash Me, which is on your site. Yes. It's gonna premiere in the end of September. So it's not it's not on there yet, but it's coming Great. up next, and it's really a beautiful film.
0: And that will be on your site. I think a lot of
2: Alice's. That will be, be interested, that will be
0: on X Confessions. On X Confessions, okay. Mm-hmm. And there's also crowdsourced films. Uh, where you can put in your own anonymous fantasies and see if Erica uh, responds to it and finds it exciting and wants to make it into a short film. Um, It could be you. Um, Grace Petrie. Yes. uh, We always ask you if you have a song that somehow speaks to the theme.
6: (laughs) Do you have such a song? Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. Um, I just want to say before I do a song, Alison Spittle, Alison makes your bed brittle. Way! No, very, it's very a, good. It's, um, it's always working up here. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at your face, Deb, and I know that you're still annoyed with me about wank frisk F- right. She but, uh, just um, stopped saying it. There's only to say it ever again. Why would you say it again when clearly I have found it
0: upsetting? <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, Just let's... Don't start that on Twitter. Jesus.
4: (laughs) Hashtag. No. uh,
0: What song are you going to play, Grace? What song? Sing a song.
6: I'm going to give you a choice, if that's okay. Um, Yeah, we love choice. We love love choice. choice. i said this before on the pod, because I've done this song once before on the pod. I don't often repeat uh, material on here, but uh, although I'm not in any way complaining I love being on the podcast I've been very very lucky to be on the podcast so much but I am we are exhausting my back catalogue at this point
0: but don't you have um, new songs coming out for your album or you're not allowed to play them yet because they're not released
6: allowed Who's, who do you think the boss is in this situation there's no bloody record label mate <laughs> well I don't know um, I don't know how so have, music is
0: I know you sort of work for yourself but you might not want to you might sort of be like no I'm holding that back from the public oh god
6: no leave them wanting less the public um uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so I have to, uh, two that's options for you. That's the name of
0: our erotic film company. I you going to say that's the name less. of my
6: porn name. Leave them wanting less, Christ Almighty. <laughs> that's what the reviews have all said. Christ about me,
0: Almighty is happens. a little bit of a hubristic name for your porn name. It's
6: because I always come twice. Um, um, hey. hey, apologies to all of the Christians listening out there. The second, um, the second coming isn't bad actually. Second the second coming isn't bad. Um, so I have, to, I'll, I have two options for you. I've, the, I only have one song in my entire life, in my entire career that I've written that mentions sex. And it is a breakup <gasps> song, but it feels relevant because it mentions sex. Uh, so okay. that's one option. Or I have another song which I have never played before on the pod or anywhere else and it's not particularly relevant to discussion apart from it is sort of a feminist song and uh, and it's about um, the propensity of male artists throughout history to put women on pedestals and turn them into muses and it's called How Do You see that that is
0: perfect for this you think that's good okay yes because it's like men objectifying women sure that this is what this is what erica's trying to fight is men objectifying women and making them other okay that is perfect i'll give that a go i've been excited to hear this because i've looked at the the names on your album on itunes and the ones lots aren't released yet obviously only two released And it's called No Woman Wants wants to Be be Amused. Amused. Yeah,
6: you're right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I've been dying to hear this. Um, So this is perfect.
6: Well, I hope I hope so. Yeah, in that case, yeah, I'll go for this one. Um, and I was inspired to sing this because you can cut this out if you want. But I read an article this week, an interview with um, Lindsey Buckingham, and I'm a massive, massive Fleetwood Mac fan. Um, but he's done this article about how he's left Fleetwood Mac and he's doing this solo album, and uh, and it's just and it's so funny to me because like, I think if Stevie Nicks dumped me. I think I still wouldn't be over it 30 years later. But nonetheless, it's just the most incredible article in which he's like, among other things he says, I just think... She wanted me out of the band because she got tired of competing with me, and I was like, "Buddy, <gasps> you are talking about Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks ain't oh, competing with anybody." God. But um, and before that, because there's a line in this in this song about Lindsey Buckingham, and it's not very favourable, and uh, and I was feeling a little bit guilty about writing it. And then when I read that article, I was like, "No, I was right the first time, man. Team Stevie Nicks forever." Um, so <laughs> I'll I'll do this one if that's okay. It's called "No Woman yes, Ever Wants please. to Be Me's." And goes,
0: "We're not cutting any of that out." <laughs> (laughs)
6: to the girl i knew in sixth form long ago it took me 16 years or more to know that she probably didn't thank me for the songs that i wrote for her well i wrote this one for me and looking back i think they all work as i grew up in a world Where the tragic hero always gets the girl I set the scene and I wrote the script And I handed her a leading role and she never wanted it Because no woman ever wants to be a muse To be dragged over hot coals, to be slandered, to be used So you can sing the world your inauthentic blues and be the bravest, be the smartest, the most deeply tortured artist Tell me who in their right mind would ever choose to be a mute Well I wish for all the world I knew back then To not repeat the deeds of famous men that took just one perspective cause it gave them a good villain absolved them of their sins and in the process made a killing best be warned not to believe this bleeding heart I wear upon my sleeve for all the pain it might imply there's another one out there somewhere with no right of reply because no woman ever wants to be amused To be dragged over hot coals, to be slandered, to be used So you can sing the world your inauthentic blues And be the bravest, be the smartest, the most deeply tortured artist Tell me who in their right mind would ever choose To be a muse To be a muse Maybe Stevie Nicks really drove him out his mind But maybe Lindsay should have gone his own way too And we'll never know the girl who wasted Dylan's precious time Or if he left her tangled up in blue well, I guess they both have versions, but we all know just the one. And all I really know for certain is it made a damn good song. Cause history's written by the victors, yet yeah, in art is made to last. And I dread the day I'll have to answer for the songs of breakups past. Because no woman ever wants to be amused, to be dragged over hot coals, to be slandered, to be used. So I can sing the world my inauthentic blues be the bravest and the smartest and most deeply tortured artist yeah no woman ever wants to stand accused of the crimes that you wrote for her while professing to adore her while disparaging her honor with all you projected on her while you reveled in the glory telling one side of the story yeah what woman in this world would ever choose to be infused Yeah, cause I've looked at it both ways Don't believe a word I say And no woman in this world would ever choose To be a
0: It was so good. So many amazing Thanks, turns folks. of
6: phrase in that. Yeah. Really very, good. Very good. It was... Uh, a, it's really a, a, it that was, a, was beautiful. A, thank you so much. Yeah, it was a it was therapy when I was writing it because I was like having this experience when I was writing all these songs and I was like, I've just done the same thing. You know, I grew up with these patriarchal standards of what it is to be a, yeah. a an artist. Yeah. And I kind of like wrote all these songs about women in my life who just never had any chance mm-hmm. to say anything back. And I was like, yeah, I'm just... I'm doing I'm doing all the dreadful things that all of the men have done. So it's all the oh, learning yeah. process, eh? That's art, folks.
0: You're so vain, I guess you think this muse is there for you. <laughs> yes,
6: exactly. <laughs>
4: that is good, yeah.
6: Yeah. I was, I was,
4: like, coring my apples while listening to it. And just
6: is like, that a euphemism? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Are> we, finished? <laughs> like it. we finished with the porn <laughs> yeah, talk?
5: <laughs> oh,
6: apple core spittle. Hey. There you go. Hey. <laughs> um, Chons,
0: be a well, friend, that though. was... That would be that. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, can I just say a huge, huge thank you to Erica Lust. Oh, Big
6: round of amazing! Yay. Thank, woo, 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 thank woo. you very much. The
0: wonderful Grace
6: Petrie. Thank you so much. Woo.
0: I actually wouldn't mind being your muse, Grace, oh, just for hey. like one or two, one or two songs. But then maybe not in my right Well, mind, listen, when suggests. I
6: write the song called "The Deborah Wank Frisk Right Blues," oh <laughs> my. <laughs>
5: You know, don't come crying to me.
6: You can't have it both ways. I
5: really can.
0: You can. can. That's why they call me both ways Francis White. (laughs) And that is my porn name. We finally got a porn name. That's my porn name, both ways Francis White. Just before we finish, Matilda Mallinson has a special report for us. It's important, so we'd love you to listen.
8: You may have read in the news last week that there was an explosion in a tower block in Battersea that led to a boy being hospitalized. Well, that apartment belonged to Sarah Bazzardi and that boy was her son. As a refugee, single mother and survivor of domestic abuse, she has worked really hard to build this life and has now lost everything. So the Guilty Feminist is doing a fundraiser. Sarah is very traumatized and the interview that follows is emotional. But she wanted to voice how life changing any support would be for her family at this time she starts by describing what happened when her 9 year old son tried to spray an aerosol deodorant
7: all of a sudden the deodorant exploded in his hand and uh, all the pieces of the deodorant bottle ran in his body and he got the burn the door just It blowed off, it broke into pieces, and then straight after, the windows shattered. Everything happened within a few seconds. It was a nightmare. Honestly, it was a nightmare.
8: How much have you lost?
7: All my memory. My kids grew up there.
8: (laughs) My kids' pictures. My
7: son lost everything. All the things he loved. Not even a pair of socks survived. My daughter, she's done so many like writing, and she said, Mommy, all this I'm saving for my GCSE, and they're all gone. She said, Mommy, all my hard work gone.
8: How long did you spend building this lovely home for your kids?
7: Missing single mom, to be honest with you, I couldn't afford to pay someone, you know, to do the things for me. That's why I had to do everything myself, paint my daughter's room, my son's room, do the sandpaper. When I look at the picture before and now, I can't believe this is my house, my sweet home.
8: I met you because you're a beautician (laughs) and I know you just invested in all of your own equipment to allow you to start working independently. Did it survive the fire?
7: To be honest with you, I borrowed this money from people. I was hoping to work and return the money. And now I'm in a deep. shame. <laughs> so ashamed now. I've lost all.
8: <laughs> I was so looking forward to do this job. Do you have any insurance?
7: Not at all. No. I never thought this is going to happen to me. And none of the fire alarm worked, not for my flat and not any other flat in there. It didn't work. I don't feel safe anymore. When Grumfeld Tower happened, I have um, lost a good friend in there called Saberneta. And we were a family friend for many years. And I was traumatized. They live in the same floor as I live, 20th floor. So I called the council. And I said, is this place safe? And they said, yeah, 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 don't worry. It's, uh, there's no cladding, so we are fine. Nothing has been provided in the flat or outside the flat to help people. Look at the state of the flat now. It was no safety in there.
8: You came to the UK from Iran, is that correct? Yes. When did you come here? 2001. And what brought you to the UK?
7: I came as a refugee.
8: How difficult was it setting up a life here as a refugee?
7: I worked so hard all these 20 years to just build a good life for my kids. It was so hard to just get to know everything about this country. I'm 43 now and I have to start everything from scratch. Everything I
5: built is
7: just gone and I have to start, start everything from scratch for myself, for my kids. And I'm so tired. (laughs) I can't keep building, building, building. But the one thing I'm very grateful that my kids are safe. I am so proud of my kids and I'm so proud of myself to raise kids like that. 'Cause they acted so good. I told Chelsea Academy that they also have part with raising my kids <laughs> like that because that's cool. Yeah, it's, um I'm so proud. They acted so wise, honestly so wise and so mature.
8: When contacted by the guilty feminists, the council said that it is residents' responsibility to check fire alarms are working and change their batteries. They also said that fire extinguishers are not provided so as not to encourage people to fight fires themselves when the fire brigade's advice is to stay put and let trained professionals deal with the fire.
0: Thank you so much to Matilda Mallinson for that report. If you want to help Sarah get back on her feet, and I'm sure that you do, or What's Feminism for? go to guiltyfeminist.com slash Sarah or follow the link in the show notes. We really thank you and appreciate your support. You have been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis White, guest guys, Alison Spittle, and our very special guests, Erica Lust and Grace Petrie. The Guilty Feminist theme tune was composed by Mark Hodge and produced by Nick Sheldon. The producer was Tom Salisky for The Spontaneity Shop. Thanks to Rachel Craftman, Gina D.C. on everyone who made this happen, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit GuiltyFeminist.com. Woo! <clears throat>
4: Your pornography name now. What are we going to go for? Oh,
7: spit <sighs> and spitting will swallow. Oh.
4: <laughs> oh, we'd be no. a double act. Is I'm going like anti-deck of uh, pornography? <laughs>
0: <laughs> C- please edit this out. I pick Ant. Um, I pick Ant. <laughs> uh, I I'm going to... I'm... The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it
5: wherever
1: you get your podcasts.